Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob here. Now, everybody on this planet struggles. And you can look at your idols and think they make it look so easy. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo or some kind of celebrity who's got raving fans or Bruce Lee effortlessly sticking his leg above his head and doing the one-inch punch. Um, But you must know, you must know that they have done 10, 20, 30 years of graft and struggle. You must know that. Um, You can look at the people you envy, you're jealous of and think, oh, well, they must have been given an inheritance or, you know, they were born with a silver spoon up their arse or whatever. But, you know, when you you know in the cold light of day that they struggled, you know, and and the the, the hero's journey is like it was hard. I had a one day revelation and then I was a millionaire billionaire. And it doesn't give you the full story. And there's all these people on social media and they're taking the best photo of themselves and they're photoshopping it. You know, they're giving you the overall results without the journey and the struggle. And so social media, especially the Instagram, sort of the one minute, you know, everything in my life distilled into an edited photograph can give you a bad picture of the reality. And I know right now you're struggling. I know there's things that you're finding hard. You're overwhelmed as an entrepreneur. You've got your fingers in too many pies, except you're not making enough money. So you want to hedge your bets and you have the fear of missing out and everything else. Um, and, uh, you know, like you, you, you've got kids and you, you're trying to balance the time with you and your business and your social life and your kids and actually enjoying yourself as well. And you're trying to fill events and you're finding it hard to fill and someone posts a picture. Look at me with 50 million adoring fans in my events. You've started your podcast and you've got one fucking subscriber and it's a family member. And you're like, how did Joe Rogan get 90 million, I think, downloads a month or something crazy? But the only reason you think you're struggling is you're comparing yourself to everybody else who you think's got it easy or or they've got the results. And even if you have the wisdom to know that they didn't have it easy, they've got the results that you want. Now, if you weren't comparing yourself to them, then you probably wouldn't feel a bit like you're, you're struggling, like you're not getting there, like you're doing something wrong. And, um, you know, in raising Bobby to try and be a great golfer, I was always tracking his progress against Tiger Woods. Uh, And when he was three and four and five, he was, you know, progressing further than what I perceived Tiger Woods was at that age. Tiger Woods started when he was two. He had a lovely swing when he was two. He was on TV when he was two. Bobby got his first hole in one when he was three. Tiger Woods got his first hole in one when he was six. Bobby's had four hole in ones by the age of six. But why am I doing that? That's insane. Why am I comparing my son's journey to the best golfer that's ever lived, maybe by Jack Nicholas, who probably started younger than anyone else. It's just, it's, it's completely setting myself up for a fail. The only thing I should really be doing is doing what I think is right for my son and comparing his journey to nothing other than trying to learn from other people and understand that, um, you know, we have these moments when he seems to be progressing really well, like when he was six and two months 
Uh, he was scoring sh- scores easily good enough to win world championships and walk the British championships. And then he made no apparent progress in terms of his improvements in his scores, probably for the next six months. Played, the wor- played his worst golf ever and came second in the British championships. And instead of me thinking how amazing it is that my son became second in the British championships. And the lad that won it is one of his best friends. And they're always shooting sort of there or thereabouts. They're always driving the same distance, you know. And in the practice rounds, Bobby scored better a couple of times and Matt scored better one or two times. But like, instead of going, wow, my son is second, joint second, you know, like playing his worst ever golf. Isn't that amazing? I'm just comparing him to where Tiger Woods was or, um, you know, where, where the winner was. And that's just insane to do. So I just wanted to share some things with you. We all struggle. I've, I've had some of the most challenging months of my business and personal life up until probably, what, six weeks ago. Um, various things. Too much travel. You know, you, you look at everyone, look at me, first class, first class in the plane. But you travel too much and the jet lag can completely do you. If you take kids on holiday and the jet lag screws them for a week, then it screws you for two weeks. And then you've got to come back and it screws you for a week. And it takes probably like two months just to sleep through the night if we take him abroad. So we had that. We had some challenges in our business. Um, you know, there was lots of things going on. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm 11 years in. I'm supposed to be having the best year of my life because every year since has been the best year of my life. And I've, I, can, I can probably say that this has probably been the hardest year in our business. Now, we're still making profit. We're still growing. But it hasn't come easy. And um, we were doing some things earlier on this year, which were... No one knew our secret formula for filling events, for growing our reach. You know, we, we were untouchable. And then come February, March, bang, the things that we were doing we were getting harder and harder to to work and um, you know we had a, a few staff members leave and um, our uh, marketing budget was going up and um, all of a sudden it's like boom I, we had three hundred and fifty thousand pounds of unaccounted for marketing spend i.e. three hundred and fifty grand was spent and we didn't know where it had gone <laughs> someone could have <laughs> smoked three hundred and fifty grand rolling up fifty pound notes we have no idea where it went how did that happen how did that happen in my watch and I'd been spending months doing what I wanted, never going in the office. Look at me, life leverage. Oh, yeah, the office runs itself, 75 stuff. Woo! Uh, and then I'm out, out for three months and they're smoking. I've never had a joint, by the way. But um, Steve Joint said, looking good, bro. Um, but it's like, you know, like that, that's no one else's fault but mine. Because I'm living my life leverage philosophy. And um, I'm not looking at the KPIs each week like I used to do because everything's going so well. So I kind of relax a bit. So, you know, so... Um, and hey, you know, I've been sharing some of these with you because I think it's important to share the journey, not the best bits and also not all the sceptical worst. You can't do anything. Everything's a struggle. You have to work really hard. The reality is balance. You have to work hard and you have to leverage. You know, you have to graft and you have to take time to think and plan. You know, you have to hustle and you have to be patient. You have to be persistent and you have to sometimes sit on your hands. And I find it the hardest thing to sit on my hands. It's like the best way to solve the problem is to let the universe solve the problem. There's nothing more that you can do. Sit back and let the ultimate infinite power solve your problem. Bullshit. Get get up, start again. Get up, start again. Hard, 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 hard. But that doesn't always work. It doesn't work when you're raising kids. You know, it doesn't work sometimes when there's challenges that you can't control. You just have to have faith. All right. So I didn't really know how this rant was going to go, but I knew it was going to be a rant. 
Um, so other people struggle. The people you idolize struggle. The people that you um, are jealous and envious of or don't like, they struggle too. You know, you see the celebrities with the six packs. You know, you see the, um, what's his, Daniel Craig, you know, in James Bond. And you see Brad Pitt. But actually, six months after the film, they worked a year for to get into that shape and, you know, dieted and didn't eat anything and got killed by their personal trainer and fainted goodness goodness knows how many times. Six months after that film, they're fat and they're greasy. So they have the challenges too. And why am I telling you this? It's because every human being has to endure struggle to get growth. It's like chaos order, chaos order, chaos order, chaos order. Um, And so if you're either trying to deny it by looking for the get rich super quick shortcut, you know, do nothing, press a button, make 1% a day, that's the bullshit, then you're living in naivety land. But also, and this is where I'm really coming from on this video and this podcast, is like, you know, don't give up. Uh, And I know you know not to give up. Everyone's saying don't give up. You know, when you're going through hell, keep going. Never, ever, 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 ever give up. You know, you know the Churchill quotes, but you still want to give up. You still look at everyone else and you think it's easier or they've got it better or they had more money or they had, you know, this X, Y and Z, you know, advantage over you. But they didn't. So keep going. Don't give up. When you're going through hell, keep going. Never, ever, 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 ever give up. Okay, that's my long winded way of saying the same thing that everyone else is saying. Um, All you can do is get up tomorrow and have another go. And like, if you're having a bad day, when you go to bed and you get up and you're still alive, then it's a good day. And um, soon enough, the challenge that you're having, the difficulty that you're having, the depression that you're going through, the wall that you're hitting, one day, tomorrow, next month, next year, it'll be gone. And you'll look back and go, was that really a problem? Or did I make that much more of a problem? So get up tomorrow and have another go. Get up the next day and have another go. Do your best. Do good things for people. Manage your emotions well. Try and help people where you can. Have a desire and a hunger and a passion to solve problems rather than hide from them. I know so many people in business, they had a problem and it was small. And then they just completely denied it. They stuck their head in the sand. It got bigger. 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 Months and years, it got bigger and it got bigger. And then it reversed on them. And then it completely damaged their reputation, their brand, their business. And then they're like, oh, the world is so unfair to me. But it was a tiny problem until it became a bigger, 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 bigger problem because they didn't deal with it. Roll up your sleeves. Go speak to your problem customer. You know, go have a word with a a critic, a troll, a hater, someone in in, in the world that, you know, uh, is kind of making your life difficult. Listen to them. Care for them. Care about them. Try and find out from their side what the problem is, and go and solve your problems. No one's going to solve your problems. But I tell you what, it really increases your self-worth and it really makes you feel good when you do something you didn't want to do that was painful to do, that you were worrying about doing, and then you go and did it. Go and did it? Yeah, look at that. Someone's just said this video should go out to the world and I just said you go and did it. Yeah, thanks, good timing. You go and do it, uh, and then you realise it wasn't as bad as you thought, and then... You've solved the problem, which increases your self-worth, which all... And by the way, if you're looking for to solve a problem and then it go away, don't work like that. You solve a problem, it goes away. The world now gives you a bigger problem because it knows that you can handle the responsibility. And the world will not give you a problem you can't solve because you're not getting the problems that the billionaires have at the moment or the world leaders. I mean, Martin Luther King and Gandhi knew they would probably die for what they were going to say and do and their mission. They, they knew it. And they did. And they did it anyway. 
And that's the kind of problems those guys have at that level. You don't get those problems because you're not ready for them and you've not solved enough of the smaller problems to get to that big problem. When you get to those massive problems and everyone's looking at you going, oh, you are the Lord, you are God, you are amazing, I love you, everyone loves you, look at your millions of fans. They'll, they'll know what it's like in the real world when they've got millions of critics and trolls and haters too and people trying to assassinate them and they have to hire a, secu- a team of security guards and everyone judging them on Twitter you know, and on YouTube trolling them. I hate that they have to get... Only they know that. Because they see it. So, anyway, rant over. Keep going. Never give up. I believe in you. If you're going tomorrow, your competitors will probably stop at some point. Now, I don't normally ask you to share my work. Because I think if you want to share my work, you'll share my work. Um, But I think you should share this. Because I think there's a lot of people that are naive about the struggle. I.e., they think they can bypass it. Or they think they're the only one enduring it. Or they think that they've got it harder and someone's got it easier. Or they think that they're doing it wrong or they're really considering giving up. When in reality, it's just the process. If you know the process, um, then you'll go and you'll get towards your goal and your outcome. So please share this with anyone you think struggling. You know, it might be the thing that could lift them up. Do them a favour. Show them that you care about them. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Hi, it's Rob. We've got a couple of things coming up that I really wanted to let you know about. Uh, One of them is I'm going to be running quite a long experiment on doing a social media competition. So on my various social media platforms, on my Facebook at Rob Moore Progressive, on Instagram, which is probably at Rob Moore or at Rob Moore Progressive, on this podcast, I'm going to be doing some big giveaways. I'm probably going to pay someone's credit card off. I'm probably going to give away some prizes. So I'm just letting you know a bit in advance. I haven't decided when yet. Um, I'm just looking to do a little bit of a social experiment. Maybe I can get my reach and subscriptions up a bit more in return. So keep your eye out for that. Now make sure you're following me on all of my social media profiles because I'll probably be doing some random giveaways and not necessarily giving you advance notice about that. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is the 150th episode of the podcast, we did a live studio Um, We basically got myself and Joe Valenti and we filled out one of our meeting rooms and that seemed to go really well uh, doing the live studio episode. So we're going to try it again and um, we're going to do this for the 200th episode, which just happens to fall pretty much bang on Halloween. So we're going to do a business nightmares theme where I'm going to share with you all the mistakes and cock-ups over the years I've made. And I'm going to bring in a couple of guests who've also made some cock-ups, not just to say how rubbish we are, but of course, so that you can vicariously learn from them so you don't make the mistakes again. And we'll drill into what we did, how we learned to improve the situation, why we made the mistakes, sometimes why we repeated the mistakes. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. And again, we're going to be doing it live in the studio. So you're going to have a chance to come and sit in. It's very intimate. I'll probably be 50 of us maximum. So there's probably going to be tens of thousands of people who would love to be here, but can't be here. So all you need to do to get yourself a chance of being in the live studio is either review the podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur on iTunes, or review one of my books that you haven't yet reviewed. Review either the podcast or one of the books, and then on my Facebook page or private message or in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community, just let me know you've done it, show me the screenshot, and the first 50-ish of you, we will get you booked to the live studio. Uh, We had a great time last time. We went on for hours, as is normally the case. You'll be able to ask your specific questions with us live as well. So I think it'll be a great show. Tag me in 
once you've done that, show me the review. And if you're one of the first 50, we'll book you.